Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am super excited that you decided to tune in this week. I have my amazing, amazing, badass friend Lauren here with me this week. I am super excited for this episode because we're honestly going to chat a lot about school and just mental health and really getting to a point where you just love your career and love everything you're doing throughout your day. So Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, happy to be here. Yay. So for my listeners who may not know you, can you just give a little bit more about what you do currently and just who you are? Definitely. So I am 25. I work at Scouts Agency. I'm currently the account director and I basically do client facing work and get our guests booked on podcasts and yeah, there's a lot, of course a lot more to it, but that's the best summary. Yes. No, I love that. And you also run a amazing, amazing podcast. Can you touch on that as well? Oh, of course. I'm like, what do I do? So I have a podcast. It's called LMK How Podcast. And I started in March and it's been really fun so far. Just interviewing a lot of great people from all different backgrounds, from business owners to photographers to people who work in the music industry. It's been really fun so far. And it's been really cool to even interview some of my friends because it definitely takes the conversation into that more professional realm. And I don't know, it's really exciting to see what other people are doing, especially at this age or maybe a little older. So yeah, no, I love that. And I remember when you first told me you were about to start a podcast, and I literally flipped out. I was so excited for you because honestly, for me, like podcasting has just like changed my life, you know, and like just the the people you can meet and even with the people, you know, the stories you can bring out in them are really, really just like significant and could honestly like just help you in a way you didn't know that it could. So everyone go check that out. It obviously will be linked down below. So just click on it and don't forget to rate and review her podcast as well. But I want to touch a little bit on first sort of like your college years and sort of, you know, what it was like for you to, I don't know, what just like the experience was like for you and sort of how have you, you know, taken maybe some things from those years and and carry them with you throughout your career and your jobs and stuff like that? So I guess I'll start with my freshman year. I attended San Diego State University. I'm originally from Las Vegas, but came to San Diego for school. And I got in as a general business major. It was the first year that they had that specific major, which is not specific at all, if you think about it. And I think that fact and also that I was out of state helped me to get into SDSU 
And I was coming from Vegas and high school and I was a really good student. I was in student council, all of that kind of stuff when I was in high school. So I never really partied or hung out with all those people and everything like that. Coming to college was a definite culture shock for me. And I remember being in my dorm freshman year, the first semester, crying to my parents and my friends and just just so sad. I was just like, I don't belong here. SEC was the wrong choice. San Diego is beautiful, but it doesn't make sense. It's a party school and everyone parties here. I don't party and all of that. That was my first semester and I wanted to transfer to another school because I was just like, this doesn't make sense to me. And then I started partying my second semester of freshman year. I got really into partying as a freshman, as a lot of college students do, especially when you're away from home. And I really just got so into that. And as young people do, I met a lot of people. When you're in college, you meet so many people. It's unbelievable. And then I was a sophomore. So fast forward to my sophomore year. I found Hillel, which is the Jewish center on college campuses, and I started getting involved there. I went to some high holiday events, Shabbat dinners, started getting to know people there, starting to get to know the executive director, who at the time for me was like another mom in my life, incredible woman. And just really getting to know the staff there and becoming a little bit as what I felt part of the family. And when you hang around all these educators and resources, they have so many opportunities for you, especially when you're in college. So I started to get more involved in the Jewish community and more specifically in the Israel advocacy community. And my sophomore year in the winter, I went to Israel for the first time. And that was the first time I had ever been out of the country besides Canada and Mexico. And it was really such an eye-opening experience. Lots of happy tears, revelations, all these good energy things that came at a really good time in my college career because I was still trying to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study, what I wanted to do with my life, all of that type of stuff. So I started getting involved, like I said, at Hillel. And I kept going back to Israel every single break that I had. I Something that I feel like a lot of college kids don't know is that there are a lot of like programs and different opportunities to travel outside of study abroad, which is the normal way of traveling when you're in college. But I went to Israel eight times when I was in college. And all of those trips were either free highly subsidized, or maybe I paid $200 for everything. And there's just a lot of opportunity to travel, get educated in different countries by different kinds of professors with different cultural backgrounds. There's just all different opportunities for traveling. And I think that the more I traveled to Israel, the more I craved seeing the world and traveling and everything like that. 
But something that I personally struggled with in college was finances. Being an out-of-state student, I was paying out-of-state tuition and financial aid because it's a significant difference from what the in-state California students were paying. And for me to hear that there was like a chance to go out of the country to the Middle East for 200 bucks, it was unheard of. That's, you don't hear of that. Like when you're an adult in any other case, but when you're a student. So I started getting more involved, right? And when I went to Hillel, there was also another program called, it was called Alternative Spring Break. And that's when you would go on a volunteer trip to a different country or a different state, depending on the year. And that's when I had the chance to go to Guatemala and it was amazing. It was really just so cool to see different communities and just the different ways of how people live and all that. And that's something I couldn't have known about or even been involved in if I didn't know about Hello. Honestly, if you kind of like track back to all of the opportunities that I participated in, a lot of them stem back to Hillel. And that's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge advocate for community. Because not only do those spaces carry you emotionally, but also they can help you professionally. And it's another way to network. So with all those trips to Israel, I loved it. Loved it. So obsessed. There's no word for how obsessed and in love I was with this country and everything about it. So me going back every single break, I eventually got involved with Israel advocacy on campus. And I got to know a lot of the people who were older than me, two, three years older than me, who were doing all the things on campus, whether they were sitting in student government positions, whatever. It was really, really cool to see that aspect of campus and to get to know a lot of the campus leaders and all of that. And just being a part of that community led me to becoming the president of the the only Israel advocacy group on SDSU's campus. And for anyone that knows me personally, you would probably have been shocked when I had told you that because I'm the least political person out there. So being the president of a political group, especially on the topic of Israel, wasn't always the easiest, but I always felt so good with every event, with every tabling activity we had. It was always chaotic, but it was really energizing. And that's something that made me excited and helped me to keep going with school because until my junior year, I wasn't studying a major that I enjoyed. A lot of my happiness in college came from being the president of this Israel group and also just being involved in the Jewish community at SDSU. Yeah, I could talk more about the president stuff if you want. I love what you've touched on. I think, you know, I think the, I want to know more about like sort of the biggest lessons you've learned like through like your college years and sort of how you took them into 
I guess you can say the real world in a sense and you know moving forward and, and moving out of college you know when you were deciding like where you wanted to work and stuff like that and sort of you know how those two sort of played hand in hand. So I went to SDSU for four and a half years so that meant that I graduated in December of 2018 and it's not the easiest time to get a job one being a recent grad to it being like the middle of the year like in December people are celebrating holidays they're not trying to hire new people so it was definitely a struggle and I was unemployed for three months after graduating that December and I remember waking up and looking for a job every single morning like literally like that was just like the routine and something that I wish I would have done when I was in college that I now tell everyone who's still in college is to get more external real life experience and even more so towards the end of your college career to try to find a company or like whatever business you find exciting and if they have internships awesome apply to them get them and then hopefully get hired full-time post-internship. But I don't know. One of the, I just really wish I was proactive. I was partying till the end of time. So I wasn't being smart professionally. And that led me to, be, to those three months of unemployment. And at one point, I was just so desperate to have a job that had medical insurance. For the longest time, I was on Medi-Cal as a student, which is very common, which I didn't know at the time. And so I really was just like, I need a job. I need a job. Like, so I was lucky enough to be hired by the Hillel Center to work in development and to be the admin assistant for them. And it was a lot of learning, but it wasn't my dream job. So intuitively, I knew that. And also it was the building that I was working in was the place that I had spent every single day of my college career for the past four and a half years. So it didn't feel like a natural transition. It just felt like I was stuck. So I was at Hillel for over a year. And then the pandemic hit in March. And I was working from home and all of that. And I ended up being laid off in May, which was a blessing in disguise. And I'm forever eternally grateful to Hillel for taking the chance on me and hiring me right out of school and really believing in me. But like I said, being laid off in my life was a blessing in disguise because then it opened up the opportunity for me to get my dream job. So at the time when all this was happening, it was May. I remember I was going on a trip to Joshua Tree with my boyfriends. Like it was just so chaotic. Like I, it was like one week I was getting laid off. The next week I was in Joshua Tree. And then the following week I was in my new job. So my new job is the job I'm in now, just a lower position because I've been promoted since. And um, that's Scout's agency. And how it happened, it's very unusual how I got my job. And basically, it was through listening to my boss's podcast, OK Sis, and just loving it. Loving that there are two Jewish sisters living in San Diego. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Jewish. I live in San Diego. Maybe one day I'll meet them. And 
for me, I'm already super into like YouTube and podcasts and all that stuff. So it was definitely like a starstruck moment, just even meeting Scout, my current boss and like one of my really close friends. So, okay. So I'm working at Hillel. I remember they needed an intern. I recommended you. Correct. You got the internship. And then I was talking to Scout a little bit. And then I was supposed to meet you guys at the office. But then Scout wanted me to meet her at her apartment instead. Which, like, me looking on the outside now into that, I'm like, what if I was, like, a serial killer or something? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, that's, it's a very unusual encounter that you're hanging out with, like, your favorite podcast host, you know, like, who you've never met before, have no affiliation or any connection, nothing. And... So I remember them being like, Lauren, let's have wine. So then I went over to Scout's house and some wine with her. We were chatting. I was nervous. At that time, I wasn't drinking. So I like sipped the wine and she was like, oh, you could have told me you didn't want any. And I was just like, oh, I was so nervous. You know, like I was so like starstruck by this woman that I was like not functioning fully as like a normal person. (laughs) So. Here we are. We're in her apartment. I meet her dogs. I meet her husband. We're chatting. And I'm telling her about how I'm not in the happiest career that I could be and that I recently graduated, all of that. And she was like, no, no. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, 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 no. Life's too short to be unhappy in your career. Like, that's not, no. I was like, what? <laughs> like what do you know know what (laughs) and she was like this is just not how it's supposed to be like you're destined for something else blah 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 so we had a conversation just like just like a meeting like meeting each other and then a week after I had been laid off she texted me and was like what are you what are your career goals and I was like what I was like no way no way and I, cause you know, when someone texts you that, you know what that means. They probably want to hire you. Okay. I was freaking out to say the least. And yeah, so that's, that's how I came into the position that I'm in right now. It just was a very unusual story. And I think that to the core of it, the important thing to take out of that is that you can use your network and also reaching out even through a DM like what Sammy did, it works. People look at those and you can get hired that way. I'm not saying it's like the easy secret, like that's like the secret way to get the job. It's definitely a way that a lot of places, especially the smaller businesses or startups are definitely taking into account. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a big thing to take away from that too is the idea of like, just like, living you know and not really being so much in fear and being like oh my god I shouldn't do this because it's not nothing's gonna happen because of it like I was literally I remember you were like oh my god like just DM them whatever and I I was so scared to do so I was like oh my god like what am I doing right now and you know like lo and behold like the internship I had I held for a year changed my life like you know we worked you and I worked together and it was the best time ever and I just think that like throughout college like the big thing that people should take in mind is like 
just don't get so bogged down by, you know, by the work, by the idea of having to find a job right after school because like things work out in the way they're supposed to. And so whatever you do, like it just should just be merely because you want to in a sense, you know, and like you're working towards something and, you know, it just, it brings you a lot of joy. And I think that's a big piece of, you know, your story too, because you just, you, the, your, after your first trip to Israel, you just sort of kept going and going and going and, and finding opportunities through there, you know, and, until you held a leadership position, which is crazy. And, you know, then everything just sort of was set up, you know, and I think that that's a huge takeaway. I want to touch a little bit on sort of like, I don't really know how to word it very well, but I want like, it's just sort of like the, how you were during, you know, college and just during through this whole, you know, sort of career transition and trying to find exactly what you wanted to do. What was it like for you in terms of like mentally and emotionally, you know, when you were like, I'm in this, first of all, I'm in this major that I don't really want to do. And then second, you move to a job that you're like, okay, this is sort of temporary for right now. That way I can have some sort of income. You know, how were like you feeling knowing that there was something sort of like greater out there for you, if that makes any sense? One of the things like a side tangent to go with this is that I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with human design or having your human design read to you. (laughs) And through that, I found out that I'm a manifesting generator. And one of the key things for a manifesting generator is that you basically have like an ROI on life in a way, if that makes sense. Because being a manifesting generator, by me doing things that are aligned with my being, with my intuition, as long as I'm staying true to myself and making decisions that are aligned with me, then I would say those are the times when they've worked out. So it's really something within myself of like trusting myself to the core. And I mean, taking that risk and hoping that I was right and that there is reward from it. So going back to your question, the easiest way to describe the way I felt in college was that I was in survival mode. There's so many elements that were against me that I knew I had to survive it. I knew I had to graduate. I knew I had to do what I had to do in order to complete my degree and then move on. That's kind of the mindset that I have with a lot of things where it's not a choice of whether I'm going to do it or not. It's how I'm going to do it and what's next. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like a lot of the time people will look at it and they'll think that, you know, like everything just like needs to be set up for them already. You know, like they need to figure everything out in an instant. But, you know, it's it's really not true. Like as you move through things, like things will, you know, readjust and stuff like that. Exactly. And even when you are setting yourself up, doesn't mean that nothing's going to change. Something could happen. And this whole plan, this whole setup that you've made for yourself just crumbles. Like you don't know. You have to be flexible and you have to adapt to your environment and the situation in order to succeed. So it's kind of like the mindset that I put, that I go into everything with. It's that there is no other option but to succeed. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. If you were sort of like just, I guess, tell your younger self sort of one thing that like you are just like dying, like you're just like, why in the world? You know, like what would it be? It would be to learn how to time manage your life from an early age. Mm. And that means not only scheduling classes or appointments, but also scheduling in me time or an hour for yoga or a 30-minute walk, things like that so, that. so that when you are an adult, those things are already so easy to manage because you've been doing it for so long. For me, I remember in college, there was always people going to the gym and always people doing club sports and like this and that and like eating healthy. And I'm like, how did they know how to do all this? Like we were all just in high school or something, you know, like somehow I was like, I didn't get the memo. It's fine, but I didn't get it. So I feel like when I came to college, I was so like a goody goody type of thing that I didn't know anything. Like I literally didn't know anything. I felt like so naive and I was just like plopped down into this place where everyone had all their outfits and party clothes and all their themed attire that they can throw together randomly and their gym workouts and all of that stuff. It was, it was crazy. I was like, where the fuck am I? So I feel like a lot of my college career was honestly just looking around and being like, what are other people doing? What's cool? What's what is college? Who do you hang out with? Like, where do you hang? It's just like all these little, it was an extension of high school. That's what it felt like, honestly. But like I said, I didn't get this memo that everyone was supposed to be like, I don't know. I even rushed like Greek life, tried that. I tried so many different realms, different clubs, all that different stuff. And it was just a very interesting experience. I think something that I don't know. If someone doesn't know, SDSU is a party school and it could probably be compared to like UCLA, USC, maybe like Texas A&M or Austin, like one of those type of like vibes. And I have so much. I have so much I could say. I'm just trying not to like trash people. I don't know how you want to use this, but I remember that I would go to like these A plus review classes, like when I was in the business major before I changed. And I remember going to these reviews and you're paying like to sit in a review session for four hours, maybe five, something like that. And I distinctly remember sitting down at the table because there were all like rows in this huge room. And I remember sitting at that table and the people in front of me were all in Greek life because they all had their, their letters and everything. And I remember them pulling out four past tests, just like out of their bag. There was like... Reveal Greek life. Okay. If there was like one thing that you would want to, I guess, like just tell your younger self, what do you think that thing would be? Something I would have told my younger self would be to learn time management early on. Because if you're able to grasp that when you're balancing your classes and your extracurriculars, social events, all of that, then when you're an adult, working a nine-to-five and also trying to be a social adult, then it will just come so much easier. So definitely recommend time management. 
Yes, I love that. I love that so much. And this conversation has been so amazing. I want to roll into the final question, which is something that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion. What is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off how you have fashioned your passion? I would say to put yourself out there, always be true to who you are in yourself and to not settle for anything less than you deserve. Yes, I love that. All right. Where can people find you on social before we close out? Yes. So on Instagram, you can find my personal at Lauren Gutton, spelled L-A-U-R-E-N. G-U-T-I-N. And then my podcast Instagram is at Podcast. So yeah, follow me there. Listen, DM me if you have any other questions. I'd love to answer. Yes. And everything will be linked down below. Of course, Lauren, thank you so much once again for coming on. This has been an amazing conversation. And for those of you listening, I will chat with you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.